0: Tamata na in sharashikara pivo namne mai ah autanari foto shikatarata uatta se nihra sikrata sausa i peshara nissa kruhu mai pivo akima. axa pivo i kruhu shalti priesa apista shalti i parosteh shasha grasa aki sikrata sausa nain multipalera ba nain kashilara ka ashilara yeah, Ushaota. Anisha. Sekrata Saoose Karina Wakapa Gosha. This is Alicia August, and you're listening to Seeds. So, that's a weird commercial, I know. When I went back to my house, someone had left it on top of my computer, along with three kilos, cash. They also left a note which said, play this and there will be no more. So, well, you know, money. Plus, it's not like the Namanis are going to stop paying me for advertising. Once this is all over and the order stops trying to silence me, maybe I'll get to try that new beer. By the time I woke up, I realised I had learned exactly nothing. Since the previous morning, I'd only come to more questions, not conclusions. In fact, the only concrete conclusion I had was that someone was lying. Marianne Elizabeth Namine. Definitely, but about what and why I may never know. The new high priest? Definitely. But again, maybe he was only lying because the nominee's stubbornness forced him to. I set off to see Frinka, hoping maybe he could answer some, if not all, of my questions. What was the exact time that you saw Yandera that night? What exactly was he screaming through the door? Why did you testify at the trial? Did someone ask you? Were you interrogated? Why wasn't Yandere McConnell allowed to speak at his own trial? Sam Frinka's house is about a 40-minute walk from mine, so I decided to walk through the woods to get there. I have no intention of ever braving a journey through the dust dunes. Plus, there's something about the ruins, hidden in the trees that makes me feel as if I'm part of some kind of delicate secret. What that secret is, I can never tell. But it's comforting all the same. To feel like someone, somewhere, is in control of it all. Then when I think deeper about it, the existential dread hits me. No one's in control. You are alone. Just another meat sack, controlled by an organic computer that you only have an illusory control over. About a hundred metres in from the edge of my clearing, something squawked. A huge rat, dirty white with a brown stripe, ripped into a bird's belly with its three-inch-long buck teeth. I guess this was my current house guest, but why was it out this far? Surely I would have seen it, running around in my clearing. I stamped at the rat, but it didn't move, so I kicked it. It ran away. The bird had managed to fight well enough, so I figured it would live. Not that it mattered. The rat would just find something else to eat. I couldn't really blame it for that either. Should I feel bad for taking away its food? Or should I feel good for saving a life? I opted not to feel anything at all. The rest of my journey to Frinka's was pretty patchy. I followed a sound here, investigated a different route there. On some level, I think I thought a random path to Frinka's place might cross with Yandera McConnell's on the night of the murder and maybe, just maybe. Here's the thing. Samuel Franco was a notorious recluse. He was one of the original founders of Silitra. He got here long before I did. Long before most people did. Samuel Franco was the only person in the whole of Selytra who knew how to distill and purify water. If it wasn't for him, none of us would have anything to drink except irradiated water and substandard beer. Also irradiated. That's why, as Samuel got older, unwiser and more belligerent, The town gave him some space. He didn't want to be bothered by us, and we didn't really care so long as the water rations kept coming. You see, Samuel and the priests had never really seen eye to eye. They hated each other. The priests maintained that Samuel was a detractor, and if it wasn't for his skills in purifying water, he would have been exiled to the Shirklands years ago. According to the priests... Frenke hated Salitra's foundations of logic and rationale. He wanted a more free, open society, where people could discuss ideas that were perhaps illogical, even absurd. He once wrote a book called The Woman Who Sang, which I definitely don't have a copy of, and I've certainly never read. But someone I knew, who has since passed away, had read it. It's basically about this woman who learned to sing in an old, forgotten language, then sings it so much that her throat rips open and she drowns in her own blood. Fun story. I didn't, and still don't really get the point, but I guess there must have been more to it because the priests found every copy they could and burned them. They said the book was incongruous and thus illogical and thus must be destroyed, for the good of the nation. Not much is known about the old world, but we do know incongruent ideas led to its destruction. We can't afford anything of that sort in the new world. I think... I think they would have liked to punish Samuel Frinka, but Samuel Frinka holds all the cards here. Without water, there wouldn't be any Avis priests at all. You can smell Sam Frinka's house before you can see it. Whatever his secret process is, its acrid stench wafts for miles. Most people don't even think twice about how it's made, myself included. They just want to drink it. Just when the stench becomes too much to bear, burning through your eyes even with the lids closed, you see the steeple of his house, rising up from behind a hill, between the mismatched oak and birch trees which guard his little clearing. Through the fumes, you have to flit your eyes open and closed to balance the amount of pain you suffer while still getting to see where you're going. Inside a large oak tree, I noticed a family of squirrels, seemingly unperturbed by the smells emanating from Frinka's plant. I felt a little squeak of joy to see two older squirrels playing with their baby squirrels, trying to break some hard object, though I couldn't see what it was, living a life in which history didn't exist. Though I guess it doesn't for us, either. Franka's house sits in a dip behind a hill. It looks less like a clearing and more like a dump. Old machinery, piles of rusted metal girders and rocks. There's even a huge metal container just lying on its side at the eastern edge of the clearing. From the top of the hill, I could see the militia captain and a few of his subordinates milling about outside Franka's house. Well, what used to be Frinka's house. A couple of the militiamen dumped buckets of unpurified water all over the charred remains of what was once Salitra's most important citizen's abode. I asked one of the militiamen where their captain was. He pointed me to the rear of the house. Excuse me, what's happened here? It's right. I'm here to speak with Mr. Frinka. Good luck. So, here's the thing. Remember when I said Samuel Franca was a notorious recluse? Well, was, was the operative word there. When I arrived at the back of the house, the militia captain was dumping more water onto its charred remains. Except they weren't the remains of the house. The captain stood in my way, so it was difficult to get a good look. But... Laying face down outside the back door, like a picture of a failed escape. A small, skinny, nervous corpse lay, burnt in the blackened grass. Is that Mr. Frinka? The captain nodded. I'm ashamed to say my eyes started to well up. I tried to hold the tears, but the more I tried, the harder they pushed back. I didn't weep, but the tears rolled nonetheless. I never knew Samuel Frinka. No one did. I'd only seen him once at Yanderu's trial, yet still, I couldn't help it. Incongruous. Why cry for someone you never knew? How did it happen? The house was set on fire. Amazing. I'll deal with that. Weird. I'd known the militia captain my whole life, only in passing, but it had never occurred to me that he had an actual name. Mason. Seems strange. Doesn't fit for me. I guess when you associate someone with a feeling, like the militia captain's constant umbrage, you'd associate them from their humanity. High Priest Arnold exited the burning building, his hands and face covered in soot. His face seemed polite enough, but you could tell those were just his manners. The face beneath his face screamed at me to leave. His hands shook, his body trembled. This upstart bitch was the last person he wanted to see right now. It was the perfect time to ask him some questions. What happens here? Nothing that concerns you. Time for a public service announcement from the priests of the Aphist Order. Prep. The end of childhood and the beginning of adventure. It's hard to say goodbye when you've only just gotten to know your little ones. But how great it will be to see them when they return just a short 18 years later. Grown, matured, and built to build a better future for everyone in Celitra. When the preppers come knocking, don't be frightened or sad. That's illogical, irrational, and counterproductive. Instead, express sincere gratitude that your little ones are so much luckier than you were. If you know of any children between the ages of 5 and 15 who've not yet gone to prep, alert the Aphist order immediately. It's for your safety and the safety of all our futures. This has been a public service announcement from the priests of the Aphist order. Thank you. What happens here? Nothing that concerns you. Water concerns me. I'm pretty sure it concerns everyone. There is no concern about the water. What do you mean? We found instructions. Mr. Frinker left it in a safe in the house. Presumably, he wanted us to find it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something Samuel Frinker would do. And how would you know that? Alicia August. The useless girl who couldn't contribute. That hurt. I know most of you have real jobs. I know most of you deliver water or scavenge for parts or design buildings or build those buildings or farm or medicate or do whatever you do to grow this nation. I know that most of you think I'm useless. But if that were true, why are you still listening? Go home, leech. I want to know what happened here. What? For your show? <laughs> you leech! A man has committed suicide, and here you are trying to suck out any morsel you can. I know what you've been doing. Poor Mary Elizabeth Namony. Walked all the way into town last night to see me. Why are you asking questions about that now? It's my job. No, you don't have a job. You make entertainment from the misery of others and leech off the rest of us. Why won't you let Yandera McConnell speak? At that, the new high priest directed the militia captain to escort me off the premises. But not before he searched me. Thoroughly. He even checked in a few illogical places, though no one else seemed to mind. What are you looking for? For your own sake, be quiet. Was it too convenient that Frinka died, just as I was going to question him? Or was it just a coincidence? Sam Franka was a lonely man. Maybe he just had enough of loneliness. And what were they looking for? They'd obviously searched the house, looking for something. Even though Samuel Frinka's corpse lay stuck to the ground, halfway in and halfway out of his house... The new high priest had managed to get all the way into the house, find Frinka's safe and collect the water purification procedure that Frinka had spent 15 years hiding. But that wasn't what they were looking for. They searched me. The new high priest surely knew that I was coming to see him, considering he knew so much else. What a Marianne Elizabeth Namani told him? More than anything, I wanted to talk to Yandero McConnell... To find out from him why he murdered the High Priest Mate. But that was never going to happen. With Samuel Frinka dead and Mary Ann Elizabeth Namine spooked, I had no more leads to go on. Sure, there were weird things that needed answers the Namany's clock, the screwed timeline of that night, the Deputy High Priest's lies, and now Sam Frinka's untimely, potentially convenient death. But the were a no-go. I couldn't work out the timeline without Frinka. The deputy high priest would never speak to me without hard evidence, and Frinka's house had burnt down, probably along with everything inside. On that last point, I thought maybe in a few days I'd go back to search Frinka's house. Maybe the militia and the new high priest would miss something. Maybe I could find whatever they were looking for. As I walked through the forest, I told myself over and over again, like a mantra, you are not a leech, you are not a leech. But I didn't believe myself. I decided to go back the way I came. The long walk would clear my head, and besides, I wanted to see that family of squirrels again. Maybe they'd made more progress than I had. Then I heard this. Alicia, Alicia. Alicia. Was that my name? Alicia. 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 I followed the voice and led me straight back to that tree where the squirrels had been playing. Except when I got to their home hole, they weren't playing. All six of them, mom, dad and the four babies stood to attention, their chins pointing upwards except one. His eyes followed me as I moved closer. Alicia. Alicia. Leesha, Leesha. The squirrel spoke. Its tiny arms outstretched offering me whatever it was they had been playing with when I arrived. I thought, okay, maybe, maybe the fumes from Samuel Frinka's plant combined with the fire had gone to my head. Maybe I was just really high, like dangerously high. I walked away from the squirrel, hoping the fresh air would reclaim my sanity leaving my recorder on so I could listen to this later when the fumes wore off. I don't know why I snuck away. They were just a bunch of squirrels. Then I stopped, turned around. The talking squirrel stood behind me, back on its hind legs, offering me the small black token. Alicia, Alicia, Alicia. Or not. I just wanted to get back home and chug Marianne Elizabeth Namine's Namani extra strength and a few more for good measure. Through the trees, at that place, you can't see anything except more trees. But I knew my house was about 10 minutes away at this pace if I could keep it up. Brian and I had played down here when we were kids. You could still see the marks in the trees from when we played Treasure Hunters hiding trinkets, and then making maps and clues for each other to follow. I stopped running. The squirrel stood in front of me. Its upturned mouth looked like it was laughing at me, but that's, that's stupid, incongruous. Squirrels don't laugh. Alicia, Alicia, Alicia. All around me, on various branches and small nooks, the other squirrels stared at me. They snarled. What do you want? It felt stupid. Asking a bunch of squirrels what they wanted. But they clearly wanted something. I approached the papa squirrel. Slowly, in case it... I don't know, bit me? To get a closer look at what it was holding. The little black object was an ancient USB drive. From the old world. Did the squirrel want me to take it? As I reached out to take it, the squirrel leaned closer, as if to confirm my suspicions. I lifted it out of the squirrel's arms and... The voice stopped. Alicia, Alicia. The squirrel shook its head, like it had just awoken from a strange dream. It looked up at me, tilted its head, then darted away, back into the depths of the forest. When I looked around again, the rest of the squirrels had disappeared too. I got home. First, I knocked back a whole bottle of nemini. My nerves needed to settle. This story was never meant to be about me. But somehow, I'd become an active participant. I didn't know how or, or why. Maybe I'm just fucking crazy. Maybe those fumes messed with my head. Maybe there weren't any squirrels. Maybe there were, and I just projected a hallucination onto them. The only thing that was certain was this. When my heart finally calmed down and my head stopped squirming around trying to make something logical out of what I'd just seen, it didn't, I opened my left hand. Even if nothing else was real, that USB drive was. It even left a white imprint in my hand where I'd clutched it for the last three hours. I got one of my antique converters, plugged it into my computer and loaded up the drive. There was just one file shouty shouty sh- shooty <laughs> hash 3111 i press play yandru auta tau fište hishte gocha farta ga muro tau tau pa ximisi sha akitre akifita etatama, Etatama shikrapa ushara shikrapa ximisi sha What the fuck?